Hello and welcome to episode 88 of Gaming Fix on this September 21st, 2019. Don't call it a comeback. I am joined today by Erica Hernandez, back after a long hiatus. Welcome Yay. back, Erica. Yay. Who is she? I don't know her. This is a video, this is a video game podcast run by five friends now. <laughs> but. And there are five people here joining us also. <laughs> the third friend, Alex Jolinas. Jolina, hey, what's, I, always, what's I always say your name wrong. Hey, what's your favorite Neil Susirega property? Uh, mm, ah, that's a lot. I know. I want to put uh, you on the, the spot, baby. Uh, Mau- the mouth, the mouth sounds trilogy. All right, that's that's a good, it's a good one. Uh, Pat, the only one I know. I can isolate that it's ma- the first volume of Mouth Sounds, and it's specifically the um, Full House song yes. crossed with Alanis Morissette. That is my favorite thing that Neil Sisteriega <laughs> has ever produced. That's and really I, uh, every time I meet someone, and the first time they ride in my car, I put that on without them knowing what it is, so that they're very confused. And that says by the end of the ride, we know if that's going to stay in a, like become a friendship or stay an acquaintance. <laughs> that's that's sure. a real thing that I do. That, that's great. <laughs> I, I like that. That's uh, that sounds like other people I know. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Bustin. Uh, Allison, how about Hi. you? Hi. Uh, I legit had a dream about Potter Puppet Pals the other night. Oh, yeah. I knew <laughs> that would be where you'd go. <laughs> Uh, and also uh i didn't realize that was him okay yep like yeah. uh back in the day when it was when that was uh brand new going on a school trip i think i told this on the podcast before and people doing the mysterious ticking noise but in an airport like my like school friends and me <laughs> like yelling at my school friends to stop because they got to the it's a pipe bomb bit i, I feel like, like you don't told say either. that in an airport <laughs> You've either told this story on the podcast before or you've told it to us in private. I don't yeah. remember which. But I, 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 just, I love that it's just one, my, Like, my biggest memory of of him is is me just yelling at people to just not talk about pipe bombs in an airport. <laughs> <laughs> he was also the ultimate showdown of Ultimate Destiny, Eric. Yeah. Oh, which is bananas. Wow. Okay. Yeah, he's uh, very prolific. He was recently, uh, he was on the... Final Demi Adijuibe's final episode of Punch Up the Jam when they uh, punched up the Ghostbusters theme. Uh, so people should go listen to that. I almost cried because uh, Demi is a wonderful human uh, and I wish him the best in whatever his next endeavors are. He's also in that new crocodile game thing. Yeah, that, that none of us have played, but I want to. And the crocodile that he plays that I think he plays looks like him if he was a crocodile. Called Wait, did Later they make a new Alli- croc? Later alligator. No. I wish it was a new croc. Damn it. I, don't. I like croc a lot. There are some like, I don't know if they're bootleg, but there's like some croc games, but they're like 2D terrible. I think that's they're not mobile what I games. I want questionable 3D platforming. That's sure. That's what I need from croc. I, that's, but that's not where the croc license is. Um, no, I know. It's, 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 in, it. it's in bad mobile games that are ported to the PS4. You can you can play a demo. I I, I played one of the demos. And I'm like, this is this is not good. The original um, Croc was fun because you could play it co-op, where the people had to control the character together. What oh. on PC you could? Yeah. Oh, I I mean, what? really, it was just you would put one person on each side of the keyboard, but but like you could split it up so that 
uh, one person was like controlling the jumping and one person was controlling the running basically. <laughs> what? And, it, and they called it, they called it two player. Like it wasn't, I'm not saying that we just did this. This is what this, this is called two player. This is, I hate that you've exposed us to this knowledge. <laughs> well, um, you want to know more about weird console ports to PC from the nineties? Just let me know. Um, okay. Well, well always, <laughs> you know, I, we've, exited the time when like pc versions and like console versions are different like the harry potter games like the early ones basically one through four were like, so different. much better on pc uh, i don't know if i agree i i loved that the two and three on like the ps2 slash gamecube i honestly don't remember i played the first one on pc and i know i played two and three but i can't remember what di- was different about them i just remember that the first one on pc was like much more open if i recall mm. um not that it was like an open world game but it was less lin- like it was you had to like it was kind of like a tomb raider game versus mm-hmm. the console one which i think was a lot more like run forward and mm-hmm. cast spells i played well yeah there was the ps1 game but then they remade it on the ps2 or like yeah, yeah. ps2 to like be based on the movies yeah i don't um, remember what the differences were but but i remember PS1 liking the first based one on, on the PC book a lot. Yo. I think the PC one I played was based on the book too. Yo, I love Harry Potter. I love Puppet Pals. But you know what I love more? Fucking Borderlands Erica. Three. Erica, missed you. What? What's up? How are you? Oh, yeah, yeah. You should tell us about you. your life as much as you're comfortable with sharing. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, video games. Okay. Um. So yeah, I've I've obviously um not been here <laughs> for a while just because life. Um, stress, Word. work, school, home, brain, <laughs> all, all of those types of stress, um, and just not being able to handle anything else in my life for a little while, uh, including playing video games, um, and talking about them. Um, so I've finally found the time to play some video games, <laughs> which yeah. has been very nice. Um, yeah, so I'm playing Borderlands 3. Um, I'm assuming I'm the only one who's playing this game. Is that the case? Sam played a little bit, and then he was bored and sent it back to his rental people. To be that honest, like Sam. <laughs> I watch, I've been watching um, my partner play more of the pre-sequel because she's been really into 2 and the pre-sequel. Mm-hmm. Not... She does not seem to be liking the pre-sequel as much as two, uh, as most people would yeah. agree. But uh, anyway, like seeing her play it is kind of making me want to play three only because I have heard while it is very much the same, it is still like the best in terms of quality of life and gameplay. So, yeah, we may end up playing it sooner than I had kind of thought we would. But yeah, I would say if you are going to pick up Borderlands to definitely play it co-op um, yeah. just because like. It's it's still the exact same Borderlands, you know, um, which like so it's it's humor that worked, you know, 10 years ago, but doesn't really work as well now. But um, I'm I think I'm less bothered by it. And I think a lot of it is because I am playing co-op with my husband and it's 
it's like if if I, I like roll my eyes, it's not that big of a deal. I think if I was playing alone, I'd probably have a lot less tolerance for like these how dumb a lot of the jokes are <laughs> and just how they just don't hit. I mean, it's not like they're like offensive or anything like that. It's just like it's just nothing's that funny. <laughs> um, nothing's that clever, really, is what I should say. Like, um, it's still recycling the same types of jokes that they've used throughout Borderlands. But um, the other thing I'm going to say is that uh, the reason I and we talked about this off stream, but the reason I am building a new PC is because it runs like shit on my PS4. <laughs> I got Xavier actually got upset to the point because he rebought it on PC because he was getting frustrated and wanted to have a good experience playing Borderlands. And then he was getting mad going back to it. He's like, fuck it, we're buying you a new PC because I want to play this. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, nice. so we're just, uh, it's, the load times and are really, really, really bad. Um, I'm not, I'm playing on like, it's not a, I don't think it's a launch PS4. I think I got it like maybe a year after the PS4 was released. So it's definitely an old PS4. Um, but it's, it's really bad. Um, like if I open up the map, like everything just, freezes for like quite a while <laughs> um it's really framey if if i try to do anything in the menus um the actual gameplay itself is not horrendous like when you're actually playing it doesn't feel awful um it's just that like if you try to do anything else it like hates you for a while <laughs> so but other than that like i mean you know what you're getting with Borderlands. If you've played Borderlands before, it's still more Borderlands. The guns feel amazing. Like, it's just... it. I really love Borderlands a lot. So, like... like not to be that person, but, like, it's... It's really one of my favorite games, and it's kind of always been... Um, and I just really love the way it feels i also like the art style i know some people don't love it but i i happen to really like the way borderlands looks um and feels it's just the humor is not maybe there in 2019 but i can look past it based on like how good everything else feels so like apart from the uh the performance issues on ps4 and such how's the co-op experience in general been it's been good um other than just like if i open like my skill tree to go put a point in xavier xavier's in the middle of like a fight he's like you know likely gonna get killed <laughs> um, but other than that i mean it's been good like it, i'll notice i've noticed that like um there's some kind of like strange things like if I turn on subtitles, for some reason, they only come up on Xavier's side of the split screen, but not mine, even though I was the one who turned them on. And, like, it's kind of strange um, in that way. And it's not the bottom half. He's on the top, um, on the bottom. So it's, like, in the middle. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's kind of strange. There's also just a, a few weird things, like, um, if we're doing a quest... Sometimes my character will be responding, um, and then, like, 
and you'll you'll be having like a conversation but then all of a sudden his character will start responding like they've been having like a conversation this whole time and it's just some things are just like a little wonky but like nothing too serious um it, and it just like it feels so good to play that like it, it's fine <laughs> uh who what class are you playing as um i forgot what the class is called uh the character's name is oh xavier said operative um (laughs) that's the one i want to play yeah that that one's actually sounds real cool i've got like a little uh like drone um which is pretty cool and then i also have like a like a clone i have a drone and a clone um and like they've been really cool um it's definitely a fun class to play i've i think this is the first time i'm going into a borderlands not wanting to play the siren because i was like excited about what else was happening um and also in general i've i've i mean i've played the borderlands like of the other games like quite a few times i've played like most of the characters um but I tend to like sniping a lot in Borderlands. So I've played as like zero and I thought that this was like the closest I could get to like a zero. Um, and like the the clone especially has been really fun for that because you can like drop your clone where you want to be and then you go run out and then you can like hit a button to just like like switch places so then I can hide him like put myself in the line of fire and then just immediately like switch back and like snipe from like far away. And that's it's cool. Just like, that's yeah. Yeah. The, that's- I've heard too that, that the operative can um, swap their grenade out for a second skill. Yeah. That's which what sounds very cool. Yeah. yeah. That's, I don't think that's something any other class can do. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a neat thing to me. Cause I don't like the grenades. I have not played it that much Borderlands, but one thing I can absolutely tell you is I do not like grenades in Borderlands. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> that yeah. that's probably the class I'll play when we get around to it. Yeah. So like that's what I ended up doing was I. That's why I have both the clone and the the drone um, is because I can like uh, I can do uh, both, which has been um, fun because yeah, I just don't really use grenades very often, and also like a lot of the guns. A, a common like like upside to some of the guns are just like you know when you reload you throw it and it becomes a grenade so if i really want a grenade like i could just reload it'll be okay you know um the other thing too is xavier's playing as uh the gunner um was mose i think is her name um and it it's like a like she can turn into like a giant mech or like get inside a mech and i can as the co-op character, I can get into like the back <laughs> of it, and like there's like a, oh, an extra gunner seat. Too. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's cool. So like it, that's been fun. Um, it's a lot of him like activating his ability and then not telling me, and so then I'm like running to try to get into the back <laughs> of it, and then like by the time I get in there, I get like three rounds off, and then like his the his uh, ability is used up. So. But, you know, that's a communication issue. <laughs> so, and it's um, not like Borderlands is so hard that if you don't manage to do that, you're going to fail whatever combat encounter you're on. Yeah, no, but like maybe it's, you know, it's nice to use all the mechanics that they're giving you if you want to use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in general, the, the gun that's attached to his to the the uh, extra seat on his uh on his mech uh, is not generally as good as the guns I'm holding. Um, it's just fun. <laughs> it's just like, you know, a cool thing to do. So 
I'm not like heartbroken if I can't get in. <laughs> Man, of all the uh, talk about Borderlands 3, this is probably the one that's made me want to play the game most. Just because I do really like those uh, special abilities that they throw in and like the way that the characters uh, feel. So now I'm like, do I want to play Borderlands 3? <laughs> Listen, if you want to play, I'll play with you. You tell me. <laughs> the, the shooting just genuinely looks pretty good this time around, which yeah. is what's exciting. Because that's always been the barrier for me between to, to like enjoying borderlands is that even in borderlands two, we played through like the first quarter of the game ish together. Uh, Cause Alyssa played through like the whole thing and beat it and then mm-hmm. wanted to play it with me. Um, and uh, like we uh, like th- the shooting just never really grabbed me that much. Like it, it's not just not something that like, I like uh, the shooting in destiny a lot, but borderlands mm-hmm. two shooting I just couldn't can't can't get into in the way that it looks like they've improved it for the third one. Yeah, like Xavier had just uh, played through Borderlands 2 again, like pretty recently, just because um, and uh, he said that he's noticed a big difference in the shooting. Like I I haven't touched Borderlands in a while, so I, I haven't noticed as much. But he says it's definitely like a big a big improvement on how the shooting feels in uh, Borderlands three. So, you know, it's, it's very much like a, I, I, I feel like I'm pretty biased with Borderlands in general, just because I have like a, a pretty big affection just for the series in general. Um, like it's w- the first game uh, Xavier and I played together. Um, like the first one was the first game we, we played together when we were dating Um and so just it kind of was always our game. And so when we heard Borderlands 3 was coming out, it was like, yeah, it's going to be more Borderlands, but we're going to play it, though, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. That's the thing that's kept, like, had me not interested. It's like, I saw that first trailer and I went, oh, yeah, OK, it's more that. Like, you know, I like Borderlands 2. Uh, I like Borderlands 1. Uh, I didn't have, like, a lot of people kind of shat on the writing pretty early on for Borderlands 2, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And like I, I never had like a problem with it. Like you know, I imagine that if it's as similar today as people say, then I probably won't care for it. But like I, I touched the like the remaster of one that came out this year, and then the Handsome Collection came out on uh, PS Plus, so I grabbed that, and I played like half an hour of each, and went, oh yeah, this is Borderlands. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I don't. I, I guess I, I don't really uh, need that right now. And, you know, they're games I've played. So maybe yeah. if I was playing a new one, it would pull me along more. But I, I just wasn't like super enamored with the gameplay today. Yeah. I don't know about three either, but two is like when you start, you get the like, this is a gun that shoots bullets. And it takes like two and a half hours before it's like, oh, now I have a gun that shoots fireballs. And when I reload it, I throw the gun and it explodes. Mm -hmm. And then my first shot on reload explodes all the fireballs or whatever. Like it it takes a little bit before you start getting anything interesting. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would say that's probably still the case with this one. Um, I I think leveling seems faster i don't know if that's because i'm playing co-op um but it it seems faster and it just seems like i it didn't take that long for me to start getting interesting guns um but also i was just pretty into the idea that i could have like 
two special abilities. So like, I don't think I noticed as much because I was messing around more with like that stuff and what I was able to do there. Sure. Uh, great. Any other things you'd like to share before uh, we move on with other games? No, I don't think so. I will say too, <laughs> on the note of the humor, like it's definitely bad in Borderlands two. I haven't played three yet, obviously. And it's bad in the pre-sequel. However, like we were still laughing at it because it's yeah. like dick and poop jokes. Like, <laughs> yes, they're bad. And I get that. Like the high minded, like, yes, I should be critical of how they could have had more intelligent writing, but it's still funny. Like, yeah. that's kind of the, like, I feel like it's, it's like you right now, you're, if you say it's funny on Twitter or whatever, then you're like putting yourself in a box that is going to get like derided and made fun of. But like, the world's a terrible place. We can laugh at some dick and poop jokes for a weekend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's going to be okay. There's other problems with like the business and people involved in this game that are yes. harder for, I think, pe- some people to get past. And that's fair. And I think there's some scumbags that are involved in this game for sure. But like the humor itself, it's like, get over yourself. <laughs> like, it's okay to I, laugh at it. I dick like joke. that Tiny Tina Dungeon DLC for Borderlands 2. I thought that was pretty funny. It's also <laughs> I thought it was very like, funny at the time. But. It's also very, having just seen someone play through it recently, it's pretty uh, emotional and like really well done too. Yeah. Like it, it does some cool stuff like game design wise. I don't remember what the story is, but it's, I remember it's, there's it, a lot going on. It's about grief. Like the story is about grief in a way that is like wildly impressive and touching and like almost made both of us tear up because it's actually told so well, which is a surprise. That's definitely the best writing that I think they've ever had in one of these games that I've seen. But you make me uh, want to go back and play it again. Cause I don't remember any of that. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, it was pretty good. It's not a spoiler to say that like, you know, a lot of characters die in borderlands too. Yeah. Um, and it's about, uh, Tiny Tina's like grief and getting over. She's created this like fantasy right. role playing campaign where they're still alive mm-hmm. because she can't get over the fact that they're gone. And so like you're kind of playing through the campaign with her to help her come to terms with it. And it's like, mm. whoa, this is way more than I was expecting <laughs> from one of these games. And people kind of, I feel like people kind of wrote that off because they dislike Tiny Tina so much. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I it, I haven't played it since like it came out. Probably so. Uh, yeah, that game. I, I played a lot of Borderlands too. I don't know if I'll ever get to Borderlands three. Yeah, it also may like... speak to how obnoxious media has gotten now. Where I, having just heard the Tiny Tina stuff, I don't think she's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that has more to do with how bad the people in little boxes screaming at you in high pitched voices has gotten over the last ten years, more so than like Tiny Tina not being annoying. Yeah, like to to go back to your point earlier where you were saying that like you're still laughing at the humor, like I was kind of complaining about it to Xavier, just that we were saying, like I was saying just that, you know, some of this humor is just like dumb, like the the porta potties, which are often, you know, like loot chests or, you know, places to I don't know. It's just there are usually things you can open um, like on the side of some of them. They say things like clean your dookie. <laughs> and Xavier was just like, that's it's okay, okay to with hate me. That too. That's fine with me. <laughs> yeah. like, 
I'm not saying you have to find that funny either. Just it's okay for people to find it funny. It doesn't mean that they're stupid or bad people. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, and to, to be honest, like, I'm, I know a lot of people don't like poop humor, but I do. Yes. <laughs> so, like, so, do I. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it's, it's fine with me. I'm not super bothered. Xavier is really bothered by uh, the fact that Claptrap is like a different voice actor and he finds it very noticeable. Mm, um, I actually didn't find it very noticeable. I thought like whoever they got does a good job at like doing Claptrap's voice because I didn't realize until he told me and I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. There is something like a little different there. There um, was some drama around that with regards to they like the original person used to like be an executive at Gearbox and he did it for free, mm. but then he doesn't work there anymore. And he was like, yo, if you want me to be claptrop, pay me mm. or something. Like, you know, it? they weren't going to, they weren't, didn't want to pay him. I missed like, the thread. Was it the lawyer or was it? Was no, it was a different the person. Lawyer? The was lawyer was person. not the claptrap. No, okay. no, no. So I was going to say the lawyer now is now a lawyer for the NRA. So fuck that guy. Oh God. <laughs> so <laughs> this, this whole situation, uh, gearbox is in Texas. Like, what did you expect? It's all going to go uh, sideways one way or the other. Um, yeah. I don't know uh, that whole situation, but, and then Chris Hardwick's in the game and like that, yeah, which is know. really yeah. unfortunate. There, you know, there, there's people who you're not going to like in yeah. most media w- yeah. once you like actually dig into who's there and like their histories or whatever. So yeah. it's, it's still to important to point it out. I think, yeah. Though. Right. Especially I'm glad you since... did because I did not Google any of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you're probably better. It's probably better for your mental health to not have <laughs> all of this <laughs> swimming around. I think it's fair to, to still enjoy the game. Like I th- I don't think you should. Yeah shut yourself off from media because of involvement from people that are not good people, unless it's like, you know, a whole team of awful people are profiting off of it. Or but unless it's I like also, something that really bothers you. Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. There have definitely been times where I'm like, I don't know if I can, but it's like less, I feel bad, but more of like, I legit can't enjoy this media because X is. In yes. It. Yeah. But regardless, I think you should asterisk or yeah. not you specifically. We, as a society should asterisk this stuff and say like, you know, I'm really enjoying Borderlands three and I don't think the humor is that bad, but also, you know, some people involved in it suck. And yeah. I think it's important to remember those things too. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to move on now from Mortarlands three to uh, Alex hey. who has three games that he would like to touch on. Yeah, man. Which one do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about uh, the big one that's going to make everybody real pissed off, or do you want to talk about some of the other ones that probably won't? Let's talk about Al, the Somnium Al, Al uh, the Somnium, 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 Somnium. Think Insomnium. Think Insomnium. Al, the Somnium files. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've been playing the uh, that game, which is yes, Al, uh, AI, the Somnium Files. Uh, which is the newest game from Spike Chunsoft, who you might okay. know as the developers behind games such as Danganronpa. And this uh, is not the Tukyo Studios, like the Danganronpa slash 999 team collaboration. No. Right? Correct. It is not okay. that team. It is, it is, it is, it is, the, it is the from, new game by the person who wrote 
It is from Kotaro Ichikoshi, who who did who created, wrote, directed the Nonary Games. Okay. So or Nonary Games, however you want to pronounce it. Whatever. There's a lot of pronunciations going on here. (laughs) Um, So very much in the vein of a Danganronpa or a 999, Virtue's Last Reward, etc. It is a visual novel with a lot of interactions going on, like interactions with the environment, interactions with characters and stuff like that. So it's not pure uh, visual novel. It is, it, you know, it's broad. Um, and similar to the, the Nonary games, it's very, very philosophical in nature and like ends up being a lot about like the human condition and things of things like that. Um, How much despair is there? Oh, God, there's a lot of despair and there's a lot of girls, but there's not any ultra despair girls yet. Are, are there is there any hope? <laughs> there's no there are no hope meters in this game. You know what? Okay. We should talk about the ending of Danganronpa 3 at some point. Now that we have time markers in this podcast, <laughs> we should just be like, all right, now we're finally after two years, we're going to talk about this buck wild shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a- anyways, uh, to stay with Al for the moment, um, AI does play a lot into the game. Like it's, it's a big pun because AIs you're, I won't get too deep into the story. I don't want to give much of it away. Cause I think it's really good to go in blind. Like don't watch any trailers. Yeah. Don't watch any trailers. Don't read what the story is about, but there is an AI that's in the title. I feel comfortable saying that there's an AI who works with you and eyes play into it a lot. So, you know, it's a pun on multiple levels. Um, and then also but, I is the Japanese word for love. And I've heard that plays in yep. a little bit it does more. yeah so it's working on all the levels man it's real good but okay um, but where does al come in <laughs> uh have you ever have you ever seen the tv show Re- reboot uh, oh i was hoping for like al from tool time oh yeah it's kind of a combination of the two so he's a tv he's a big walking tv and then yeah he's al from tool time oh okay it, it, does yeah. he it's like does it take place in the future did we have to like upload his consciousness to like help him stay alive so he had to be in a tv yeah and then like basically the entire have you ever seen the doom full conversion where all of the soundtrack and sounds are replaced with the tim allen grunt because hmm. that's basically the soundtrack to this game is just tim oh. allen grunts everywhere oh it's, okay back to neil cc oh annoyed hate, grunt. hate tim allen love the grunt though yep so if if you hate gotta tim love allen, the grunt yeah if you hate tim allen and love the grunt you're gonna like ai the song <laughs> ah, fuck i wasn't gonna play this game because i don't like visual novels but Man, dude i do hate tim allen and love the grunt <laughs> when master chief collection comes out on pc someone can mod it so all the all the grunts make the tim allen grunt noise oh, oh, God. i'll play through that entire collection again and i've done that recently <laughs> man anyways anyway um, <laughs> i'd say i'm muting you- myself again <laughs> <laughs> the game itself, I'd say, lines up a lot of like how I felt playing Virtue's Last Reward. Like, I didn't really love. Um, oh God, what was the name of the last one? Zero uh, Time Dilemma. Yes, thank you. Zero Time Dilemma. There was a lot that it did that was like dumb, but not good. I would say. Did you ever finish it? Yes. Okay. And I wasn't a big fan of the ending. Yeah. Um, but. Like this one lines up more with Virtue's Last Reward for me. Like I liked Virtue's Last Reward more than 999. And this one feels more like that to me where it has plot twists and stuff, but they feel natural and it's leaving enough like mysteries on the table to make you thinking about like, oh, is it this possibility? Is it that possibility? Like, oh, fuck. I like I. um, So the reason I don't have this game yet is because I pre-ordered it and the physical copies are uh, delayed by a week. So I've been uh, 
super jealous of everybody playing it, but uh, the twists in Virtual's Last Reward are so good. And now this is getting me even more excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I've, I'm about nine hours in uh, and I'm still really liking it. I imagine it's going to be about a 20 hour game. So um, yeah, I, as soon as we're done this podcast, I'm intending to turn it right back on and continue with it. Um, yeah, I don't, I really like it so far. Um, I do have one criticism and like, this might be weird, but it just has an absurd number of sex jokes, like it, I, sex jokes, whatever. I'm fine with them, but like, I can appreciate a, a, a well-timed that's what she said as much as the next person, but maybe not when they're happening every 45 seconds for like <laughs> three hours straight. <laughs> And like, it's just kind of like, what? In contrast to the (laughs) me being pro dick and poop jokes, that sounds (laughs) like something I would not enjoy. Yeah. I'm not judging anyone for enjoying it, but it's not something that I would enjoy. What, like, what the joke is. It's like a joke about, like, a joke about sex is like different than like a suggestive joke, I think. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Sometimes they're just really like juvenile, which, you know, Mm -hmm. it's fine. And then sometimes they're like really stretching for an innuendo. Like Mm. it's barely qualifying and it's like barely related to what they're talking about, but they're going for it. And I'm just like, (laughs) okay. I wonder how much of that is like localization stuff. And like, Um, if, if it works better in like the original Japanese Given some of the animations that are happening when these jokes are happening, I'm going to say it's probably not localization. It's probably in the original. Um, no, I, I, just, I, I mean, like <laughs> they're like the the innuendo like ties in better in the in oh, the sure. in the, like the original Japanese, and totally, so they're totally like fair. trying yeah. to maintain the innuendo, but in lo- it's like harder to like make whatever joke work and they tried they instead of like making a new joke or whatever i don't know yeah that's totally fair you could be totally right uh i don't know but localization's hard it is yeah but uh, apart from that one criticism uh i'm adoring the game i think the writing the story and like playing it and everything about the experience so far has been really 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 strong so if it keeps up its momentum i, f- I have a feeling it could be my game of the year well i'm, I'm gonna reserve that judgment mm-hmm. for like until i'm finished because maybe something mm-hmm. will happen i'll be like oh this is garbage it'll but, it'll have a zero time dilemma end yeah and then i'll just be like no not even in the top 10 but for the moment it with with its current momentum it feels real good and on that note i'll actually um once i finished it i'll write a review on our website no oh. Oh, yeah. do tell. Where can people find these eventual reviews? Yeah, so at fix.space, which is a website on the internet, you go and you open your Netscape Navigator and you type that into the bar at the top and then hit enter and you go there. Uh, it probably won't work because you're on Netscape Navigator, but it's fine because that site will have reviews. Uh, what's the AOL keyword? Uh, poorly, timed, poorly timed poop jokes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I um, I don't know. I only like well-timed poop jokes. That's I'll the that's the consider. that's the Netscape never the AOL keyword for Borderlands. So we can't. The SEO is going to be so bad on that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to, all right. I have to talk to I have to talk to AOL. I'll get on it. Don't worry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, get us ahead. Uh, of you Randy. know, maybe Al can get you in. Like it's only one letter difference. Ask I Al to his... put us on the page higher up than Randy. <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, that's that's AI the Somnium Files, aka Al. 
Um, no. I got two other games if you want to talk about them or if you want to go to someone else for a little bit. Uh, you know what? Let's. Uh, Allison hasn't finished Control, but the rest of us have. Well, Eric or not. You know what? We're, let's talk about Control, your thoughts. We don't have to make it a super long thing. Yeah, I think you the, have the, differing opinions. Yes, and I think we should probably wait to dive super deep into it until a later a little later on in in the in the year as it were and potentially but i need to know your thoughts so i can but, dismantle but yeah. them when it comes to game of the year exactly yeah yeah so i have finished control um i think i talked about it two weeks ago just a little bit i was just at the very start of it and was pretty pretty enjoying it um I have many feelings about that game. <laughs> Should we say just real quick, your cousin worked on it? He, yes. he did some writing? My cousin was one of the narrative writers on this game. So okay. uh, bear in mind that I do have a direct connection to this game. And I've actually talked with my cousin uh, about it and asked if he wanted to join in the podcast. He can't because he has some NDAs and like, you know, stuff like that. So I apologize. We can't have one of the writers of Control on here. But anyways... It sounds um, like after today, they're not going to want to be on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it is possibly the most ambitious and creative game that Remedy's ever made. Um, I've been a Remedy fan for a really long time. Like I got Max Payne one the day it came out and I was young. You know, I wasn't 18 at the time. So haha, <laughs> suck it. ESRV. <laughs> I love Max Payne two. I liked Alan Wake. Never touched Quantum Break, but I watched it and I thought it was OK. Um, and yeah, and like looking at their back catalog, I think it is ambitious and creative and it's really cool for that. And like the lengths they go to in their pursuit of turning like the mundane and the magical are pretty fantastic. Uh, and the, like, there's definitely a handful of sequences in that game that really, really should be experienced, not watched. Like, uh, I would say specifically the one that's set to music <laughs> mm-hmm. was, was a really, really good moment and also was a good like homage to like a handful of remedies past games and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh i won't talk about why we'll get into that when we start talking spoiler stuff anyways like there's a few exceptional characters who i think like their dialogue and interactions and stuff were consistently like just top notch uh visually it was pretty stunning like i think it's one of the best looking games i've seen in a while like it's one of those games that i look at on like a ps4 and i'm like oh yeah this is this should be a next gen game or a cross gen game mm-hmm. or something like that like there's like specifically visually, I loved the um, the iridescent clouds that enemies would leave behind once you like dispose uh, yeah. of them. Like that this looks so gorgeous. It looks so good. And like mm-hmm. there's like stylistic stuff like the giant block letters that would show up when you go into a new area. Like that stuff is great. Um, the color contrast too in the environment are just like the deep red with blacks and like yeah, yeah, totally. Ugh. Yeah, I think I think like there's a lot that like it has a ton working in its favor. But I personally had a pretty miserable time with it. And like by the end, I can pretty earnestly say that I hated playing it. Like and I'm very, very, very selective about my use of the word hate. So I have a whole laundry list of stuff we could go through. But like, um, I don't know if that's better saved for another time. But like there's just I have a lot of criticisms of that. game. Is it primarily stuff related to the feel of like doing the shooting and stuff like that yeah is it a mechanic thing or is it like a sometimes um the i would say that the shooting and stuff like that the combat was ultimately good and like when everything is working properly and like the abilities are working the way you expect them to and like when you're when you get some of the last abilities like the combat they change up the combat in a really great way uh but like like 
Yeah. So when said it's best, it has that remedy flow, you know, like when you're playing yeah. max pain and you're in bullet time and everything is popping off just the right way. Like when it does that, it's awesome. But when stuff doesn't cooperate, it, it can be terrible. Like specifically, I was having telekinesis being a little bit erratic. Like um, there are some enemies later on that will shoot rockets at you and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I want to grab this rocket out of the air. So you, I, I wait till it comes relatively close, try and grab it. And then it just pulls out the floor from beside me and then I get I hit by the rocket and then so and they got like two shot. <laughs> am I, the only, I think I'm the only person that played it on Xbox, right? Everybody else played it on PS4 and PC. PC here, yeah. PC, because yeah, I think everyone else I, PS4. I, I think all of you who have played it have said that the rocket catching was like bow, like boned up, just kind of broken and hard to do. I had no problem. I never once missed catching a rocket. Yeah, like I never, really. never a single time in a grenade or a rocket, never had a problem with the grenade enemies. They went down like, because it was, I mean, it's interesting. I wonder like if yeah. there's something tied to like the frame rate or something like that, that is I, hurting I that interaction. It's but possible. Like, it's possible. But like for me, it was telekinesis in general because I'm, I'm using the combat as an example. Cause that's a real time sure. thing that you have. I'm not trying about. to invalidate your argument either. I just think it's oh, no, interesting no, here. No. Cause I never had those issues. It doesn't feel invalidated, but like another example that I ran into is, you know, you have to pick up the energy cubes or whatever. And like there were multiple times when I would be pointing directly at it and would be within like within the acceptable rate range and it would grab the floor from beside me. And I'm like, come on, <laughs> like stuff like that, where just the ability is not working how you expected it to. And but yeah, no, I found the combat overall pretty, I don't want to say easy, but like you get a lot of health back depending mm-hmm. on like as soon as you kill enemies and stuff like that in kind of I, a God of God of I'm War sorry. or whatever. But like the That's... issue I had. Oh, sorry. Go for it. Oh, I was just going to say, like, aside from bosses, I, I agree with you. Like, I think the combat is, like, pretty well balanced. But then bosses are just, like, suddenly way more difficult than anything else going on. Yeah. Like, the issue I had with bosses ties me into another issue I had was, like, you can get two shot in a boss encounter. Like, you'll be in, like, the last third of their health bar and then suddenly you're dead. And it's just like, what? Where did that come from? And then then that points out the problem that the checkpoints in that game are legitimately awful. Like, I think they're not great. I never ran into that. This is another thing. A lot of people, not just you guys, but like other people on the internet. I've, I saw talking about it. And like, I think one time I went, Oh, I got to go all the way back. But otherwise I didn't really run into that either. But yeah, like specifically the, one they're not the last, good. That's for sure. Yeah. But one, one of the last sections had some absolutely awful checkpointing that like, almost made me put the game down despite being like an hour from the end. Um, mm-hmm. but, I, I know the part you're talking about. Yeah. And I just, yeah, like, I don't know the combat. Like I said, it was never particularly tough. And after a while, I just kind of just stopped upgrading my weapons. Cause it didn't feel like they were really offering that, that much. That may have been a factor in that being that sequence being an issue. I, after putting a lot of time into like fully upgrading my character and like my weapons, I was still, still had hard. issues with that. Okay. Yeah, I still had issues with that section. Yeah, I just because the weapon upgrades do increase damage, not just the mod slot. Yeah, so, they do, but yeah. like I just feel like the amount of difference they were adding wasn't great. So I was just like, whatever. And the inventory management in that game is bad. That, that whole system feels like tacked on. Like. Yeah. They just, yeah they wanted like a progression thing and I would have preferred just not like if you unlocked like the new weapon types or whatever and that was like part of the thing that would have been cool and like oh you can maybe upgrade your powers a little bit or just get new powers but if it was just like part of the progression like a Metroid game like Metroidvania yeah. 
totally. would have been fine. But like I, the the like leveling tree was eh. the leveling tree was dumb. I think the weapon upgrades were pretty cool. I don't even think that the I mean it's like the mod stuff. Like you just go through and go. Well, I have quality three stuff, so I'm just gonna dust everything that's quality two. It would have been great if it had like a Marcus junk option, but yeah, that was nice. pretty. It was pretty quick like, to, to I, like fry them. I had a lot of like here we go. Let's just keep going into it. I had a lot of issues with the UI. Um, like one of the main things I had was like let's say you pick up a document. Like there's lots mm-hmm. and lots and lots of documents, which is it's fine. Um, I would say some of them are worth reading, not all of them. That's Whatever. I think the writing in those is generally fine, but I'm I'm also not going to say much about it because my cousin might have wrote them. I don't know. Um, but um, the issue I had was when you were actually going to read them. And like, let's say you have a new I forget the different categories that you can go into, but there's like personnel yeah. and then like all these things and it marks it as red and you're like, OK, great. So I'm going to scroll to the bottom of the list and then like the way it scrolls is it scrolls you the bottom two forever and it's yeah. just like bah, bah, bah. and then it's like you don't know which one's the new one until you see it at the bottom of the red list. So you have to go kind of slow because as soon as you pass by it, it clears that notification and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, God damn it. So every time I want to read a new document, I'm going to have to oh. go real slow and oh. like maybe it's going to be worth reading. Maybe it's just going to be garbage. So Oh, that, I just read everything immediately because it yep, would like pause the action around you. So if I pick something up in the middle of combat, I say, like, oh, OK, just take a little break and just read it right now. I agree mm-hmm. that 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 scrolling through thing is kind of a pain, but also yeah, I kind of just read everything as I got it. Yeah. Like and that's fine. Like that was not one of my biggest takeaways. It's yeah. Like yeah. A, a disappointment yeah. from the game. But it was just like, you know, it's it was just adding up a lot of little things like that. Like, yeah. There was a lot of technical issues that I had. I had scripting break, like enemies getting mm-hmm. stuck in the environment. Like, <sighs> it sounds like it's. I mean, maybe uh, you had a particularly bad experience, but like, it kind of sounds like it. The PC version has just got some issues to me. Yeah, I mean, played on PS4. No, I played did it on you PC. Play? Yeah. I oh, you did. PC, oh, weird. I didn't have any like scripting I didn't, issues. I didn't have. Like I didn't have any. I don't know. I don't think it was gameplay. I, I think it's just the game they put out. Like, I think my most agreed, yeah, but I didn't thing, see any of that stuff really. Yeah. So I don't know, but like, I'm there's, a- there's, uh, there's lots and lots of stuff I could talk about, but I think there's only one I really want to talk about. And it was probably my biggest misgiving about the game that hit almost immediately. Uh, and it kind of like made my entire enjoyment of the game just go down by like 10 points as soon as I realized it. And I don't know if any of you guys are aware of the SCP foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. This it's, it's, this is that like, it's, it's not even a creative take on it. It's just basically lifting that directly. Oh, and like, that. I don't know that that's fair like <laughs> myself, but for, for, for any listeners who are not familiar with the SCP is like one of the first collectively creative internet projects I can remember. I remember reading it in high school and it's um it was people rating creative examples of real object worlds that have weird properties to them like the ones i can remember uh there's a post-it note that shouts at you or like you put it on a pencil and it shouts about the pencil until you take it off or something like that or there's a statue that goes crazy if you stop making eye contact with it um you can read a bunch of them if you go to scp-wiki.net i think anyways like a lot of the stuff in control, it seemed like it basically lifted the whole concept whole cloth. And like to it, like I'm fine with stuff like wearing their inspiration on their sleeves or like referencing stuff, but like 
basically saying, hey, we watched Men in Black and read a bunch of SCP. Let's make that, but with a 50s aesthetic, and maybe no one will notice it's exactly the same thing, even though we didn't change anything. Like, I'm not going to call it plagiarism or anything like that, and like, no way, but it just, it for me, it, not, like, if they could have evolved those ideas, like that would have been really awesome, but just like kind of reproducing them and then throwing a David Lynch wrapper around it. Like I just found that to be kind of, eh. I, I think that's, I don't, I don't know that I think that's really, I don't know. I, I, I disagree. I mean, I think that it's clearly inspired by that, but I think SCP is extraordinarily inspired by X files. And I think that like, like there's been a lot of media that draws from similar places. And I don't know that I would say that I think control is just a, by that token, like Max Payne is a ripoff of, of plenty of eighties action and noir stuff. Like it's kind you can kind of pull a lot of different games and movies and stuff as being kind of lifts of other things. If we want to like, if you want to like get really nitty gritty about it. Um, yeah, I think I if they were like that. out there being like, we don't, we don't, SCP is a totally different thing. It's not like, as from what I've seen, people involved in that game have been pretty much like, yeah, SCP was a big influence. So I yeah. think that like that, if they were more like, no, we didn't take anything from that, then I could sort of see it. But I don't know. I think it's pretty, uh, like, I think it's like, I think it's pretty taking it as inspiration. I don't know that I would, that I agree that it's like lifting it. Yeah, because I I mean, there is a lot of media out there that's basically uh, what if government, but uh, weird stuff, too. Like there like (laughs) there's, you know, there's a lot of different things that have like some specific um, look at things like that. So I don't like I don't know if I'd say it's it's 100 percent, but inspired. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm not saying you're wrong to say that. I mean, it is heavily inspired. Like it is, it is very, very, but I also think like no one else was ever going to make an SCP video game. Which is very, very <laughs> true. And I will definitely yeah. make, make that conceit because I think like, a tr- I don't know if I would call it a AAA, maybe a double A game at this point. Like it doesn't feel quite AAA quality for me, but like, you know, that topper upper tier high budget video game. You're right. No one else was probably going to make this just like no one else was going to make Alan Wake, which was basically like Twin Peaks meets. I don't fucking know. Stephen King, Stephen King, really? Right? Like it's a, it's a, it's as much like who else there is, gonna make is an SCP game. It's bad. There is. It's bad. It's awful. I'm not. There's also not another <laughs> SCP game that is inspired. That is um like uses almost the lift of the logo on steam. That's like a 2d, um, like kind of fallout sheltery thing, which look from what I've heard is actually not a bad game, but the, the visual style of it is so repulsive to me that I like will never, ever touch that thing. So like there are attempts at SCP games that have been made, but like, this is the first time I think, and I'm not saying that an indie couldn't do a great SCP game either. What I'm saying is yeah. this is the only, no, they're not <laughs> like yeah, totally. a couple have tried and, yeah and i think to um sort of even more a better way to put it is i think that you're right in that they take a lot from it without necessarily modifying the formula that much but for me the reason that that wasn't an issue is because they're doing something very original with one they they're 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 still finding ways to sort of tell their own scps um there's certainly some that are like inspired by existing ones i think but then also the characters, the design of the oldest house, the concept, the concepts there, the characters, 
the and the like kind of I don't even necessarily want to say plot because there is not that much plot in the game. It's a pretty thin like over 13 hours you you tell us that tells a story that could be told in an hour and a half movie but the lore and world building and character design and stuff is so rich that i don't think i don't find it problematic that it draws a lot from that uh that that from scp yeah but (laughs) that's where we don't align again because like yeah I felt the game was just way too big for its own good. Like that felt like padding to me. And like you said, it could have been told in an hour and a half. Like I think the first hour or so was really good and interesting. And the last hour or two were really good and interesting, but everything in the middle, like I could have thrown that away and been fine. Cause like, Oh yes. Like, I was so into the world that like, that was my favorite stuff was, was, was exploring yeah. and reading all, reading all the notes and stuff. I, I didn't mind yeah, reading the stuff. 100% the, the reading the, what I like best. The reading the stuff was fine, but like, the environments that you're wa- walking through felt largely samey and kind oh, of like, yeah, I don't like, think that either. Like, I think, yes, you get into like the maintenance area and it looks a little different or you get into the, I don't know, like whatever other areas I'm not going to talk about them in case people don't want yeah, like, yeah, game, sure. game spoilers, but like it largely boils down to like, you know, kind of the gray walls uh, with the signs hanging over top and like the glass windows and like, like a lot. And it comes down into being like into just combat arenas and, for me, like when I was playing Max Payne 10, 15 years ago, I was already kind of done with combat arenas. And like, that's also some of the stuff I hated in Uncharted or like those kinds of games. So like the fact that it was in this, in this kind of like thing that felt pretty much the same throughout the 10 hours, like with set pieces being excluded and like, you know, stuff like that. But like the fact that it all just kind of felt the same, I don't know. I would have preferred, I would have been, I would have significantly preferred a tight five hour game than a meandering 10 hour one for me. I think that like I, one of the things that impressed me was because of the design of the spaces, they didn't ever to me feel like combat arenas. Really? They always felt like lived like real spaces that people could be working and living in with the exception of some of the more fantastical things. Um, so I'm interested to hear you say that because I am I share a similar feeling on the concept of combat arenas like I maybe controversially don't think that the first three Uncharted games are very good. I think they have fun stories and they're they're fun, fun characters. Um, I but I think from a game perspective and from a story perspective, they're pretty bad, actually. Um, and uh, like comparative to where we have put them, I probably shouldn't say pretty bad. They're mediocre, but mm. the pedestal they're on, I think, is is a little weird. But I found in control that like I I you're not wrong that what they built were a lot of combat arenas, but it managed to trick my brain because of the design of the spaces that I never had that thought while I was playing it, except for in a couple of instances where I think they wanted you to look at it as a combat arena. Um, so that's yeah. interesting, I guess, because I was also looking at it from like a design perspective as someone who is programming and shit like a lot of them yeah, actually I, have very similar layouts <laughs> i definitely didn't think of it from uh from that perspective while i was playing it because i was pretty drawn in i do think i don't i don't think that that it's samey either i mean i think there are areas where it's samey to to prove a to make a point about like being an office space but like in even in like maintenance and again i, I won't talk about further areas either but there's like I don't know, like eight or nine different areas in maintenance in terms of like named areas on the map. Excuse me. And I think that like out of those eight or nine areas, there's like four or five pretty distinct 
biomes visually f- within that. So I don't know. I don't, I didn't think it was necessarily samey. I thought, I think uh, the parts that are similar to each other are kind of do it for a reason, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There's lots more I could talk about, but I don't want to take up, eat up too well, much time. We I'm can, sure we uh, will save that for, <laughs> yeah. We, uh, two, uh, uh, I'll say, three months. I'll, I'll say, I really didn't like Jesse. Oh yeah. I love, I loved her. I thought she's the best. <laughs> I, I, I still don't know how I feel about her. Like there, there's, there's some weird stuff going on with, like, I would take a movie or like a, a show. I would like a show about like, the bureau as opposed to a game just because i think the gameplay is the weakest part of it yeah and like you know i enjoyed playing it and the powers and stuff but you know i i was really like drawn in because of the yeah. world and, the and, and i go for it i won't make arguments about the game i ended up weirdly like really really loving the gameplay to the extent that like i've, I've played a couple shooters like for just briefly not enough to even warrant talking about them that are like class and when I went like, and I went like, like Borderlands is an example. I went like, ugh, ammo. And so like, I, for some reason, control like hit me, I think at a good time with my relationship with shooters mm-hmm. where it's a shooter where the shooting isn't really the point. And that is like really resonated with me, but I will accept, I, I don't have like a, like I'm, I'm happy to have later on, we can have a, a more detailed argument about like the intersection of SCP and control. If you guys are come in saying that you didn't like the gameplay, I don't really have anything I can argue to convince you of that, even though I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, one of the things uh, you can do in control is you can look at this photograph. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Fuck. That was maybe the worst transition oh, no. this podcast has ever but seen. But actually, it was <laughs> no, one it was of the best. best one. <laughs> yeah, so it was probably the most on-point segue that we've ever had, and yet. <laughs> I, I, I'll i never get, uh, look at this photograph, jokes will never get old for me, so I appreciate it. I'm going to I'm going to hear that as the song, like your rendition of it too, no, I'm, forever I'm, now. I'm, I'm, Every time I'm, I listen to photograph, I'm going to hear you doing that, which is something no, I do all the time. I'm I would just think glad. of look at this graph. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen that video. It's real dumb. This is where I grew up. <laughs> this is also where I grew up. What do these whiteboards mean? Uh, yeah. Anyways, what the I, hell I, is I, on Joey's head. <laughs> Anyway, we, you played gonna, photographs. Yeah, I played photographs. Are we going to get like copyright strikes? Erica's, Erica's regretting returning to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome back. We've, face. Yeah, welcome Thanks. back. <laughs> uh, we don't have to talk about this one for very long. Uh, photographs. I played it on mobile. It's also on Steam. It is the next game from Luca Redwood, who is the creator of a couple of really great games known as 10 Million and You Must Build a Boat. Mm-hmm. So if you enjoyed those games, it's got a very similar style in terms of its art. Uh, and it's a puzzle game. So, you know, similar to those, but it's not a um, uh, 10 million and you must build boat. They're not match threes, but they're match stuff puzzles that you're sliding stuff around. So um, yeah. mm-hmm. this is not that these are more like individual puzzles that fall into a constraint. Like some of them are going to be like actual like jigsaw puzzles and some of them are going to be like kind of physicsy puzzles. So um, I would make it I would kind of align it somewhere between something like a latent game or puzzle agent where you're completing a series of puzzles to advance a story and something like Florence, which is telling kind of a personal story through like your, your touchscreen device. Um, largely I would say it's pretty good, but I maybe wouldn't say that it's great. Uh, there are 
five stories that you play through, each telling its own kind of take of like what boils down to regret. Uh, a choice a character should have made, shouldn't have made, blah, 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 blah. But it's linear. You're not actually making any choices uh, apart from one part, which I won't talk about in case you intend to play it. Uh, but yeah, you're mainly along for the ride. It's, it's a linear game. I mean, Florence was the same way, right? Like <laughs> you're just playing through an experience that was written for you, except in Florence, you get to draw stuff or whatever it was, play stickers. But yeah, this doesn't even have that much. But um, I think it's pretty okay. But the, the main thing that lets it down, unfortunately, like very unfortunately, is some of the puzzles. <laughs> like sometimes the solutions just felt a bit contrived where I like it wasn't so much about logical deduction as just kind of having to find the right pattern or a sequence or whatever. And you kind of have to just brute force it, at least in my case, like, mm. so those weren't particularly rewarding or engaging. Yeah. Um, and there was a couple of the stories themselves that I ultimately found to be kind of not, not great. But that being said, there were a few that were extremely engaging and had really, really, really good characters. Like there's one in particular that I found to be an interesting subject for one thing and also a really good execution on it, which was like, I won't get, I won't spoil too much, but it was like about colonialism and slavery uh, in like, you know, like the Native Americans first encounters with white American colonialists, colonialists time. So uh, like that story was really well executed and I thought it was really interesting. Um, but some of the others I was just like, oh, okay, well that's over now. <laughs> it, it didn't really move me or anything. So ultimately it's an okay experience. Uh, if it sounds appealing to you, I'd definitely give it a shot, but I wouldn't say that it's like a must play for everybody here. So yeah, I don't know. That's about basically where I fall in photographs. Would you say uh, like, if you liked those other games, like you must build a boat, like this is a must play then, or would you say that it's just like even still no? No, I wouldn't say. Okay. Um, like I really love 10 million and you must build a boat. This is, this has very, very, very little in common with those. This is where like, you must look at these <laughs> photographs. Yeah. You must look at these photographs. No, um, it, <laughs> I, I don't want to say it's worse. Like it's, it's different. And I think Luca really, went for something with it, but I just mm -hmm. don't think that he hit everything okay. like that he was going for. Like it's, it's pretty ambitious for a small one person game. I mean, there's other people that did like some sound and stuff, whatever, but basically a one person game. So it's pretty ambitious for that, but yeah, I, I just didn't love it. Okay. All right. I am planning well, on playing that too. I have it installed. I haven't started it and I'm interested. That I think, you I those. think you, you could like it. Um, yeah, bear in mind we'll that some, some of the puzzles are just kind of, eh. yeah, yeah. I've heard <laughs> that some of the, I've actually, from what I've heard, um, some criticism of some of the narrative elements as being perhaps not really, um, conscious of the context that some of those narratives take place in. Um, I know a little uh, bit about some of the stories. Are you talking about the journalist one in particular? Um, that one was brought up. The swimmer one was brought up or the diver. Sorry. Um, there's, I heard a couple of, of instances of criticism from, um, primarily from waypoint, but there was another thing that I read. I think it was a, maybe a Heather Alexander piece or something a while back when the game came out that was kind of like, Hey, this game is trying and that's great, but it doesn't really understand these aspects of these mental health issues, yeah. um, um, which I'm not saying I would want to chastise it for that. I think games should try. It's, it's more that, and none of the criticism I heard was a particularly hostile. Um, yeah. I just am interested to see. Uh, where it where it comes out. That's all. 
Yeah. Um, one of the two that was just mentioned there between the uh, the diver and the journalist was my least favorite. Uh, sure. I won't say which one. You'll have to play and yeah, find yeah. out. Yeah. But I will check it <laughs> out for out, sure. Find I'm out interested. which one I hated the most. <laughs> interested to hear to talk it, about it. Was Alex's least favorite. Yeah. No, it, uh, hate, hate is too strong of a word. I, it was it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Okay, well, uh, you know what? I want to take a moment to follow up on a discussion we had on last week's episode uh, about skateboarding games. Oh, God, here we go. To hear about not Skate 4, but Project. Is it still Project Session or is it just Session? It's just Session in my Steam library. So I picked up Session yesterday, which is the the early access... um, skateboarding game it's unfortunate almost for this game that skate is a thing because it is so not skate like it is it is very much trying to do its own thing i mean they've said that like they wouldn't have made this they wouldn't have been able to make this game if it wasn't for skate sure because there there would be no audience yeah, for a of game course. like this i just mean skate. purely from a like expectations perspective yeah. i think if you're expecting skate coming into this game or anything like tony hawk you're going to be very like this, this is like the American truck simulator of skateboarding games. Uh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. In that it wait, is. Wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Unpack that for just a sec, please. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So like it is a game that is concerned about the, um, the process of input for skateboarding. It's concerned about what your feet are literally doing when you skateboard less than making a, frankly, less than making a fun game, which is not to say that it's not fun, but it is, um, like even I wasn't really aware going in. I knew it had a kind of interesting control scheme. I wasn't aware of how strange it gets. Like, so I, I think most of us has pro- have probably played a skateboarding game at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this game, you um, you stand, you're standing on the board and you push with. Uh, I should say too, this game is in early access and like mega alpha. All you can do is load into the game and skate around. Um, grabs have not been implemented yet. There is no progression. There is fast travel around the map, but the map just is there when you start the game. It's a super, super, super alpha state. There's a lot of technical problems. The physics are frankly absurd, uh, in a kind of entertaining way. Um, when you bail, uh, but the general riding flip tricks and grinds are about 80% of the way there. There's still some like weird hiccups. So I'm, I think for being a, a, point zero zero one alpha release it's 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 in a pretty good place um and i would generally recommend it if you're interested in skateboarding games but that all that said you are on your board and you push the a button to push with your right foot and the x button to push with your left foot and you can hold it down to keep pushing but generally like a button press is a push um and uh you turn by using the triggers so you you and the idea is that that is the the input of leaning into the trucks of the board are done with the triggers so right off the bat it feels really weird to play because like i've played a lot of skateboarding games and my instinct is to use the stick to turn and so when it's like oh i'm going straight at this this planter to try to jump and I need to line up and I'd push the stick the wrong way. And then I ran into the planter and because of the ridiculous physics, like my character goes flying 30 (laughs) feet in the air. Um, So like there, it's definitely, I can see why someone would be frustrated with the controls at first because it is like, 
I played it for about an hour and a half last night and like was still like, holy shit, I landed a grind. Oh, my God, this is amazing Um, because it is hard to get under get a handle handle on it. But I don't think that's because it's bad. I think that's just because it's very different than what you'd expect. So in a similar fashion, um, the reason they put the turning on the triggers is because each stick is one of your legs or feet. So when you pull down on the right stick, you're putting you're you're going into a crouch dance and putting weight on your back foot. And so then to Ollie, you let off on the right stick and push up on the left stick to move your left foot up the board and put weight on the front of the board. So it's actually not as hard as it sounds to just do an Ollie, but it, it is like very technical. And so then when you want to do a kickflip, for example, you have to use the sticks. You have to push the sticks in directions. I can't remember what the exact input is, but you have to push the sticks in directions to make your feet do the thing that they would do if you were riding a skateboard to do a kickflip. Um, and that's true. You know, there's like shove and tray flips and all that kind of stuff in the game. And it's like pretty complicated um, quarter and half circle moves that you're doing with the sticks to get the, 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 the board to flip. And then beyond that, uh, I haven't turned it on yet because I'm still trying to get that under my belt. But there is a manual catch mode where you then have to do an input to catch the board oh, before you land. God. Wow. And so it's the kind of thing that like it sounds amazing if you were to get really into it and learn how to do it. But it is and by default, it auto catches. So you just have to let the stick center before you land and then they catch it catches the board as long as there's time. But it also means that it looks really good. Like it looks like an actual skateboard trick. Um, it doesn't look like Tony Hawk where like the characters just pumping their foot in the air while they're <laughs> 25 feet in the air and the board spinning. Uh, and, um, and it's really cool. Grinding is also really hard because, um, you have to, so if you wanted to grind a rail, if you wanted to do a, uh, like, uh, I forget what the grinds are called, but like a nose grind, for example, cause that's an easy one. When you Ollie, you have to then put pressure on the front of the board. So you have to push the front stick up as you land on the rail to grind it uh, with a nose grind. And you have to do it. You have to do um, up on the left stick and down on the right stick if you want to do a 50-50 and land like flat on it. Um, So it's very hard to because you also have to be like lined up, of course. Um, The one thing that I don't like about the game so far, but I think this is in service of the realism. So I think I just need to get over it is it feels really slow. Like the movement feels really slow. It feels like it takes a long time to start your line and get. And if I feel like I'm going too slow to do a grind when I have to do the grind, but then you have to do the inputs incredibly fast because once you're in the air, you have like a split second to put the input that you want in. Um, but I think it's just a needs is a factor of practicing. Um, they do already have implemented a session system where you can uh, drop a waypoint and then hit up on the D pad and warp back there. So you don't have to like run back up every single time you felt you bail. Uh, and you can run around, you can get off the board and run around. So um, there's some setup stuff that is, that that's, that's, um, that's there. That's nice to help with the practice, but uh, it's, it, I think it could be a really cool game. I, I hope that it finds like a really passionate audience because I think it needs what it, what it really needs. It's had some back and forth. Cause there's been a lot of people complaining about the controls as being too obtuse. And what it really needs is a community of people who get really good at it and then post really cool videos. It has a built-in replay editor already. So that seems to be a big focus for them. 
So yeah, this, posting really cool videos of awesome lines is something that it needs, I think. Yeah, this they sounds need just like real good. There, go ahead. Oh yeah, they just need real good like bail videos. People <laughs> busting their nuts, but then that'll be the biggest game I in the had, world. And then most of the bails. Uh, uh, I don't want to keep you waiting, Erica, but most of the bills that I had were pretty hilariously not realistic. And like my character flew through the air and the board, like at one point the board flew up in the air so fast and hard that it didn't come back down. Um, and, but I did have one where I tried to grind a rail and I just like totally beefed it. And the board hit the bottom part of the rail and my character just landed on his nuts on the rail and slid all the way down. And it looked disturbingly realistic and like one of the most painful things I've seen in a video game. Anyway, Erica, what were you going to say? No, it's, it's not just that like this, you're making this sound extremely interesting, but also like something I never want to play. <laughs> yeah. And I think exactly that's, it, yeah. I think, I think it's going to be the kind of game that has a lot of people who love, like who talk about how awesome the gifts that come out of it are, Yeah, but maybe not a ton of people that want to play it. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see some highlights for sure. I'm going to play more of it. I want to, I, I would love to get good at it. I would, would love to have, hear you talk about it more. Would you say, is there any sort of tutorial in there? Yes, there is a very uh, pretty rudimentary, tutorial that explains all this stuff at the, off the bat. In fact, I believe it starts every single time you boot the game up right now, so you have to <laughs> do a key combination forget. to skip it. But uh, would, you, would you say it's the EVE Online of sports games? Uh, there's, there's no spreadsheets, so yeah. <laughs> I, it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> it's still it just, very active. <laughs> it just seems like, like it kind of has that really high learning curve. In terms it does, of getting, and I think getting it's... Enjoyment. The game is not going to be about like going and doing a skate competition. It may end up having those things in it. Like I think they're planning on making the maps have missions and challenges in them, but it is much more a like we've built this space and built this really cool physics and and control engine. And Mm. so you're going to make cool lines out of it. And they are implementing a thing. I don't believe it's in yet. Um, There's a trailer of it on their page where you can like sort of drop stuff into the world that would sort of make sense. Like you can drop two pieces of plywood on a planter to make it into a ramp, or you can drop a short railing somewhere or drop like a traffic cone or whatever so that you can um, kind of edit the environment a little bit to make it more skatable. Um, And uh, I think that's pretty cool. I still want Ubisoft to make a steep game in, in San Francisco where you skateboard because i still want a new arcade skater but this game mm-hmm. is um is, is pretty cool and I, and I think it will uh, it'll be cool for a pretty hardcore audience it's awesome awesome um okay we have two choices here we've reached a crossroads <laughs> we can talk about goose game uh, have you played it allison did you actually get to goose game um, untitled, I untitled a little bit not me. very much but i played like there's like the, this initial area and I've played through it. Yep, I played through that too last night. I haven't quite gotten to it yet. I would like to. Uh, do, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, into Untitled Goose Game. It's out now. It's uh, Untitled. It's a game about a goose. Yeah. Yes. And uh, yeah. So I a uh, little bit of background. Uh, this week I had a really busy week at work. Uh, I was working really late hours, so. Having a game where I could just be kind of an asshole at people <laughs> felt really appealing to me. Um, uh, geese don't have assholes; they have cloacas. Well, <laughs> but anyways, well, there's so, there's a uh, there's a podcast title. Thank you. Uh, but any, 
But anyways, um, so basically, I, I, I'm sure most people have seen it, but if you haven't, there the trailers for this have been going around for a little while. Basically, it's it's a lot of footage of you being a goose, you being a jerk to everybody, and just making everybody's lives miserable. Uh, but the gameplay wise is 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 pretty much that. But they do give you um, some decent uh, objectives. So, for example, the first area, it's like you have this little checklist of like, here's all the things that you need to do, and pretty much all of them are contributing to making this uh, groundskeeper's life miserable. <laughs> so, for example, one of the things is that you want to get into this garden, and then you want to, an- another thing is to get his rake into the lake. So, uh, you can't, doing that, you, if you just walk up to the rake, you can't just grab it, because the, the groundskeeper would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Put it back. Um, but, if you say go do something to distract him in one area, then you could sneak past and grab the rake and drag it out. Uh, so it's, it's a, it's a little bit like sort of stealthy, but also, um, just kind of doing the situation to, uh, make, make your objectives happen. So I like, like I said, I've only played this first area, so I haven't really played much, but I, I've been really enjoying it. It's very, I, I feel like you, if, if you, like, hear that game and hear the, the description of it, you'll kind of know if, if this is something you want to pick up. Um, for me, it feels very, uh, it, it, it feels just very kind of relaxing to play. Yeah. Uh, so which, it's so pleasant. Which is what I really ni- liked. There's a dedicated honk button and... <laughs> Like you could use it to like kind of either, uh, you know, it, it alerts people to where you are and uh, distracts them. But also, I just use it just to be a jerk sometimes. Yes, <laughs> which is the best part because I feel like this game really gets you into that mindset of like I'm going to be the biggest jerk around. Like, there's one point where I got this groundskeeper uh, stuck out of his own garden. And so I'm in the garden just honking at him like, what the fuck, bro? I'm in here. You're not. Fuck you. And it's like you get into this like mindset of like just doing these things just because you can. And I think it's one of the best games that does it that way. Like genuinely, I'm going to do stuff because I can. Like I stole his keys once and I'm like, well, these are going in the middle of the lake because I can. Um <laughs> And I it, like I feel like a lot of games that sometimes try to do like oh you can do whatever you want at, like fall short for me but I feel like with the addition of the actual um, objectives it gives it enough momentum to kind of push it forward while also letting you just roam around as a as a goose and just messing so, up people's lives. So I I, oh. I just have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I haven't played it. I might. Um, I've heard people liken it to Hitman, which makes sense to me. But it seems like it's the best part of Hitman, where you're just messing with people and like playing with <laughs> systems and seeing how much you can fuck shit up, basically. Without so it's basically Hitman without the murder plus being an asshole like twenty times. Would you say? Hey, maybe that goose like murders that? people. I, you don't know. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, and the the one of the things that's nice about it is that 
there's no real major lose conditions. <clears throat> like if if you get caught, they'll, they'll they'll like try to shoo you away. But there's like not a point where you're gonna have to like reset. So it allows you to kind of be flexible with just messing with people. And so it's basically messing with people. The game, which is- I think the 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 thing that I. I generally really like it. I think that it, the thing that it missing it's missing from Hitman is less the murder and more the intricacy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like you when this opening area you're faced like there is one NPC walking around it, and pretty much if you pick up anything, he gets mad and chases you to take it back. So there's not a lot of if anything that's sort of the um, the the only disappointing thing to me so far is that it doesn't feel like there's a much. Um, depth to it it's more like you can do stuff to piss people off and like one of the challenges that you have to do i guess i won't spoil it i guess like it's right at the beginning but one of the challenges you have to do is so obtuse that i like and i needed to go to bed and i wanted to have the challenges done so i i looked it up real quick to see what other people did and i was like that's what they want you to do okay (laughs) like uh, that is not a message towards you at all not to spoil things oh it's okay i don't mind is it i think we can Revolving around a hat. Yes. It's okay. Dumb, thank you. In my opinion, I, <laughs> like that challenge is like what? And then I, when I actually did it mechanically, it still was super finicky and not like didn't feel good to do. I feel um, I feel gratified because I could not figure out for the life of me what to do. But I, I opened wanna, up the next area, but I'm like I want yeah. to figure this out. Yes. And then I just well, if you want hints, just let me know and I'll, I'll point I, you in the right I, direction. I, I just looked it up because I was getting frustrated with it. Yeah, and, um, I, I might I might take you up on that because at the same yeah. at the same time, it's so funny when you grab the keys off of the groundskeeper's belt and then he's like freaking out and you're like honking really fast while he's <laughs> running after you. And then you throw them in the in the, the lake and then he has to wade out into the lake to get it. And then you take his radio and then you put his radio like off to the side and then he gets mad and goes to get it. And then you go grab the keys and then you lock him outside. Like there's a lot of very, you can do such funny stuff in it that I'm not trying to like dunk on it or anything, but it is, I was a little bit like, there have been moments where I was like, Oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. And I'm, and, and that's a little, uh, the thing about Hitman is, um, everything works the way you expect it to in my, like for the most part. So, if you if you say to yourself, I want to make it so that that electrician comes over to this house, so I'm going to cut the power. That's like that's not a specific example. I can't remember if there's anything like that, but those sorts of interactions work. Like if you you can you, you can generally if you go, I wonder if I can do X, you can. Um, and that's a that, that's a little bit missing, but it's also not the same scale of a thing yeah. at all. So I don't expect uh, it to do that. I just think to that me, it's it, it's it, it's not like it's perfect either. To me, this seems like this year's Donut County. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's yeah, a good totally. way to put it. I, that's a very good way to put it. I think it's a little more mechanically interesting than Donut County. I would me. say so. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. there's more going on, but just like chill, like no fail states. Yeah. I'm gonna mess around with the stuff going on in this world, the, and also just the level of like charm to it too. Yes. Um. Because uh, Donut County was just, like, such a, like, sweet, charming game. Whereas here, you're just, like, running around this village as a, as a goose. Like, I, what's more charming? I, th- I think that the other thing is Donut County, I don't think I'll ever play it again. Maybe I will in, like, years. But then the funny thing, the fun thing about this game is um, that it's still fun to see 
even though it's relatively simple interactions, it's still so much fun because of how well animated it is and how good the art and sound is to pick up that radio and have the gardener chase you around. Like that Mm -hmm. is just funny. And it will be funny in eight months when I've finished the game, but I want to boot something up that's silly and makes me laugh. So like that, it has going for it over even something like uh, Donut And putting it in the hands of someone else who's never played it before. Totally. Yeah. It will be, you know, when they go like, Ooh, that naughty goose. Yes, my partner watched me play it, and we were both just like, oh my god, this is so funny. Yeah, so, I, yeah. yeah uh, that was, the Andre, if I'm not mistaken, that was a reference to Sam's wife, Fiona, who immediately <laughs> was like, who doesn't, from what I understand, doesn't play a lot of games, but was she immediately like. She plays some, like, but yeah, not, not tons. Was immediately like, we're getting this game. <laughs> and, so that's what my girlfriend did when I showed her the trailer. Yeah, uh, she's like, partner wow, was that's, like, that's really good. It was like, did you, <laughs> she said, goose game, goose game <laughs> to me as I walked in the door. And then, uh, and then I was like, yeah, I need to get that. And then she said, did you know, when you put the jar on your mouth, it makes you honk different. What? And then I was like, okay, okay, I'm downloading it. It doesn't make you honk different, but it sounds different. It sounds it's like, like honking into a yeah, it, awesome. it alters the sound. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, is there a song called honk anthem that will be our song yeah. of the year? <laughs> Because that'd be, you know, that'd be the one thing that Donut County has on Goose Game is Goose Game doesn't have Quack Anthem. I mean, you can hold that against any game. That's true. <laughs> I, and I do. Yeah, it's anyway. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I think it's just worth it for those moments, like when you get the the groundskeeper stuck out of the garden and you're just honking loudly, just being like, I did this. I fucked up your life. And it's it's very fun. And. I I know that I I was working really late yesterday because I'm taking the next week off and I've had a ton of work and I I got home and I was immediately was just like, I get to play goose game get now. It was a very, very nice um, reward to basically having a, having a a tough week. And just like, I have a game where I can play as a goose. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of games that you, you come home from work and you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to play this game and it's going to be so good. I got home from a work party last night. I was drunk and I had Sayonara Wild Hearts waiting for me. First of all, Erica, you should definitely make playing this game a priority sooner rather than later. OK. All right. I'm making a note of it now. <laughs> uh, I would so- think you would enjoy it at least. OK. okay. Are we talking about Sayonara Wild Hearts? Sayonara Wild Hearts, yes. I can't even say it. I mean, people should play Goose Game, too, but I feel like Sayonara Wild Hearts is one that everyone on this podcast should try to make time for. Uh, So this is a game where last year when they showed a D3, I was like, yo, and everyone else was like, oh, I think I missed that. Or like, eh. And now, and now everyone's like, "Oh wow, no, that looks pretty good." I'm like, "What do you? What do you? What?" Happened? I still think, in retrospective, I'm I'm pretty eh on everything I saw until the buzz started on actual people That's, playing it. I, but yeah, I I immediately when I saw this, I was like in love. Um, and I would say the game like mostly delivers on like yeah. what I expected. I there are so it's a music game. Uh, it's but um experiential album i guess it's like an album game yeah yeah so like you're playing through the album in like a res meets audio surf kind of way okay um it's a lot of other stuff too i mean yeah yeah i mean yeah no this game is like uh it's a spectacle it's you know uh and it's very stylish and uh i think the best thing it has going for it is 
there's no fail state or anything. Uh, yeah. But I, there are like small fail states, but there's no like, oh, you have to restart the level. No, it rewinds whatever. you like a second and a half if you like yeah. fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you run into a wall or something. So, yeah, right. uh, you're playing as the person uh, <laughs> and you're going, you're like, you know, you're riding motorcycles, skateboards, you're running through a forest, you're running from Shia LaBeouf. You're <laughs> in some uh, ways, I would almost say rather than saying it's like res meets audio surf. I was thinking about this. It's almost more like res meets Tetris effect because of yeah, sure, and that how the more because of like how the environments and backgrounds shift in such an interesting way. And like the context for your actions changes mm-hmm. in such an interesting way over the course of the play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, it's, it's audio surf in the way that you're, you know, moving yes. side to side right. and, you know, co- collecting things, uh, yeah. but to get like, you know, score multiplier and whatnot to get gold, you know, if you get gold rank on everything, you unlock something. I don't know. What you yeah, I don't know what it is either. Uh, I'm going to uh, work on that this weekend. Yeah. But so, yeah, uh, it's like a pop music album. Um, I, I, I was trying to think of like what artist it most closely reminds me to. I kind of landed on churches. I kind of landed on Odessa. That's sort of the mm, where okay. it, it fell for me. Um, yeah. yeah. But churches is totally yeah, uh, there, there, you know, there's a there's a variety of songs on there, but I think the biggest knock I have against it is there's only like four, I, th- I think four like good like pop songs, and then the rest are kind of like short, almost interlude or like elements of songs. Yeah, that are broken down into like maybe a minute long level or when, something. When you put all the length together, it's still like about an hour long to play through mm-hmm. it. At least it was for me. So it's not yeah. like it's not like it's like. 20 minutes or something or anything, but yeah, I, I wish that there had been more of the, the like songs with lyrics. Um, yeah, I, I did, I did find it a little like the interlude stuff is fine. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's bad, but I, I did, I was kind of like hoping for more, like, I don't know that I kept hearing people talk about it as like a pop album and it certainly is, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of more of like a techno pop, like, it felt more like a techno pop EDM set. Like it felt like mm-hmm. a, like an Odessa, a, a, a like small Odessa live set to me more than it did a, a like, you know, like Carly Rae Jepsen album or something, which mm-hmm. was kind of more yeah. along the lines of what I was expecting. Um, yeah. yeah. And I like personally, I'm not, I know what I'm about to say is going to be very controversial. So the, please oh, do not. It's, boy. Music is very subjective and I appreciate oh, everyone's love for all different boy. kinds of music that are here. here Personally, I like Odessa more than Carly Rae Jepsen myself oh. to listen to. So for me, it wasn't like it was a bad thing that that's what the music sounded like. But at the same time, I, I was not, it was a little different than what I was expecting. And I also, to I'll shut up after I say this, but like my biggest disappointment with the game was it felt like, and no disrespect for the people that made the music, they're certainly more talented than I am in this way, but um, it felt like some people said, let's make a kind of churchesy Odessa album this weekend and then put it together. And then that's like, it didn't feel like it had like a really like strong like voice. It was more like, yeah, this sounds like this is this is like pretty good. And it sounds like Odessa kind of. I mean, uh, and that was a little a strong voice when you have Queen Latifah narrating the game. <laughs> I just wish that there was. I wish. Here, here, this is a good way to put it. I wish I could remember a single melody from that game. 
Mm-hmm. Which I cannot I, right yeah. now. Uh, that's, so that's that's true because I I've, I have played like maybe six or seven levels ish, um, and I'm and I'm definitely like wish I I had a better like feel for the music of the game. But a lot of that's subjective too. It's but. music. Like there's going to be someone yeah. out there who hears this soundtrack and goes, "Holy shit, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard." So like I don't want to make that a huge like objective knock yeah. against the game. It was just something that I felt while playing it. What are you yeah. guys playing I, this on? Uh it's on PS4, Switch and iPhone and PC. Okay. I, I believe. What it's on you, the uh, uh, What are you playing? It's on Apple it's not, Arcade. It's not on PC yet, is it? Yeah, it's oh, not it's on not? PC yet. Okay. So it's on PS4, Switch and Apple Arcade okay. and probably just iPhone without Apple Arcade. I but. would recommend it on Switch. I think that's a, it it plays great in docked mode. Um like there's no performance issues. It looks really good. And um, then you have the option of playing it in handheld too, as well. Um, yeah, I played it on PS4 and I will probably eventually buy it again on Switch just because like it seems like a great game to take on like a plane or whatever. Yes. And just, yeah. like, oh, totally. Zone out with your headphones and be like, OK, I'm just going to like, you know, chase some high scores or whatever for a yeah. little bit. I think it's going to be great for my plane anxiety to even play it a couple of times on a flight. Oh, it's so yeah. So like trancy and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and that's uh, the thing I think works best about it is just that the way that it just kind of gets you into feeling like into the zone of listening to this music yeah. and seeing. And I was specials. happy the whole time I played it. Yeah, I was there was I did not experience a single negative emotion for my time uh, with the game. <laughs> one benefit of playing on the PS4 is you can you know if you want to play on your TV, but you don't have like great speakers, you can just plug into your headphone jack. Yeah. on the controller and that's how i played it i you know use my nice headphones it's like okay i could like my tv doesn't have terrible speakers but i was like we're gonna turn on the noise canceling headphones and so I, I enjoy again i haven't played this one and it seems interesting watching it kind of reminds me of incredible crisis <laughs> I, don't I don't know if, what that is if anybody uh i see what you're saying it's more tied directly to the music than Incredible Crisis is. Right, but like it kind um, of seems like it has that kind of frenetic, like it'll just randomly change to a completely different... Um, uh, style of con- game. Yeah, yeah, style of game, conceit, whatever yeah. you want to call it. it yeah, It does do that, yeah. <laughs> Which seems It never awesome. strays... Yeah, that part's great. And it never strays from having like a stick to move back and forth or... Well, I guess there's parts where that changes a tiny bit, but but um, you use the stick to move something around the screen and you always use and, and then if there's a button prompt, it's with one button. It never gets yeah. more complicated. But you than, can use yeah. any button right. yeah. Yeah. that you want, but it's just, yeah, which it doesn't matter which button makes you sense use. for a touchscreen game. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't feel like it was a, a a concession they made to make it work on phones. So I, I don't yeah. think totally it feels great. Um and I think that like part of the reason, even though the music didn't really inspire me, I want to evangelize this game because I want more people to make games like this. I think that this yeah. is like this should be a genre. This is like something that and not to say that it doesn't draw from other stuff like Res and stuff. But I'm saying specifically, I want people to market their games as albums more and mm-hmm. to make this a focus like Alex, I like I think I said in our chat, but like if periphery teamed up with a cool developer to mm-hmm. make a version of this that was set to one of their albums, that could be a game of the year for me. Totally. So like that, that's, I really want this to succeed because I think more of these should get made. Yeah, for sure. It, this this seems awesome. Got, yeah. Yeah. It's got a lot of positive buzz around it. So hopefully it's doing well for the Sim, Simogo. Simogo. Yeah. What's I don't remember. Simogo. The yeah. Team. 
They've done some really cool iOS stuff in the past too. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. haven't, like they did uh, Device Your 8. Walk, Your Walk, and Device Eight are both phenomenal games. Yeah, uh, that people should they play. were not only on. Did Your Walk come to Android? I don't. It's know. It's on PC also. It's on Steam. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's okay, not on yeah. Android. Uh, though. Okay, yeah. Um, Man, like I, there, there's so many cool things they could do with this. Like I could see them doing like collaborations like you said with periphery or whatever doing albums and then like like maybe even doing like a danny baranowski we're going to turn this into like basically cannibalt or something like that <laughs> sure yeah that would be like super working cool. with different that's why i wanted to less i mean i'd be thrilled if Samogo did another one of these but less i want them to keep doing it and more i want the industry to start looking at to look at this mm-hmm. and go wow we could do stuff like this with cool bands totally. um yeah yeah um one thing that I do have issue with with the gameplay is like if you're trying to get like a high score or whatever, um, there is like a, there is an optimal a path through the levels, mm. but you're not going to know that like your first time through. Uh, and, you know, I have no problem replaying them, but some of the things can be like real trick, like some of the like the points pickups or whatever, because you're picking up like hearts and stuff around the level. Some of them can be like real tricky to get. And uh, like, I need to go in this like six inch space yeah. between two trees. And if you do, and you're moving real fast. And then also I've got like a weird perspective for this section of the level. So like, I can't tell if I'm like actually between the trees or if I'm like just off center. So then like I hit yeah. and I lose my combo multiplier and I only go back like two seconds. But, but then, then I'm not getting my full right. combo multiplier anymore. You need to anymore. restart the whole thing. Yeah. Or yeah, like, oh, I turned left instead of right, so I didn't get like the extra like three hundred points. I also think um, so. These aren't. This isn't a spoiler. When you un- when you finish the games level by level, you unlock the ability to play it as one continuous thing that with without like the the breaks. Um, and I kind of wish that that had been the experience that they initially presented. Even though, yes, you're locking people in for an hour. But like, and again, these are very minor nitpicks, but mm-hmm. I, it would have been cool. I, I think I would have had an even better time with it the first time if it had just all flowed. And then afterwards, I'll unlock the ability to play level by level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I completely agree. Uh, and then the other weird thing, also not a spoiler because it's in the menu when you start the game. There is a, a whole set of riddles. Those are like <laughs> achievements. Yeah, they're like but achievements they're, that you have cryptic. to. They're very cryptic. They tell you like in the land of the ferns. One must find the apple which resides when two become three. And it's like, Whoa. what the fuck? <laughs> there yeah, are 24 I, of them. There are 24 of these things. Yeah, and I read them before I started playing the game at all. And I was like, the fuck? <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I'm kind of, I'm kind of into that. They, uh, I they like also that they sell, or they're going to sell tarot cards based on the art. I should have bought some at PAX. I feel like a complete dumbass for now. Well, they'll, but they'll, they'll be selling more. They were like $24, I want to say. And because I was not that's already more than the price of the game. Yeah, it was a lot, if I recall. Um, I, they look nice. They do. Like and they're probably really worth nice. it. I just didn't already have like fandom for the game. So mm-hmm. I was like, eh, right. I don't know. But now I would buy them. Uh, yeah. But I think it's, they did a good job of cramming stuff in there so that um, it's only like $12, $13, which is like the pr- price of an album anyway. And mm. There's so much in there to bring you. First of all, just replaying it will be a fun experience because it is mm-hmm. like a really cool thing. And then on top of that, to add in like the achievements and stuff is, is pretty neat. Yeah, it's uh, real good. I've already played it twice. Uh, and in fact, like Alex, uh, who will be reviewing Al, I plan to get her 
review written up for the site. And I don't know, this weekend, I've got a long weekend. So yeah, I want to write some about it because I've been waiting so long for it and I'm really excited and glad it's here. Uh, and yeah, I, I hope we see more games like this, um, in this, you know, better pop album stuff, uh, or, you know, more stuff that's just more fully developed. I don't, I don't even know how to like say, like, I think the, you know, what they did here is fine. I just want more. Like, and I think I would, I think that I would like to see more instances of the music being developed alongside the game, but I would also like to see instances of designers tackling existing music in this mm-hmm. style. Um, yeah. I think sure. you could totally do that. I would love to see like a deer hunter album that has this kind of flowy gameplay that's sort of set to some of the narrative in those, uh, in those albums. I would love to see this set to like a classical piece. I would love to see this set to, to um, Daft Punk albums of the past. Like if there was a way, I know that all that stuff sounds kind of pipe dreamy, but it's also the kind of thing that I think could be so cool. And this sort of is a proof of concept for that to me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's Sayonara Wild Hearts, and that game rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, a pretty cool game that I've been playing. Uh, I talked about it last week. Monster Hunter Iceborne. I am much further into it now. I'm like probably three quarters of the way through the like the main story stuff of Iceborne. That game's still good. Uh, I've you know, uh, when I started last time, I was only like two missions in, so I hadn't been able to like get any new stuff. I'd only seen like two new monsters. Uh, and I think everything they did, the, the changes they made were very smart and like evolved the game in some great ways, adding in like the clutch claw so you can mount monsters and drive them into walls and stuff. Uh, that just opens up so much new like possibilities and techniques and ways to handle these fights that it's super like interesting again. Whereas um, like I got kind of bored of like, I think there's like 31 or so monsters in like monster hunter world, just vanilla uh, after they added some DLC stuff. And this adds like 27 new monsters, like including variants. So like some of them are just like our alternate versions of, monsters that were in the base game like there's a nightshade palomu uh paolumu i don't know how to this these monsters got wild names uh but you know instead of just like shooting air everywhere like gusts of wind this one like you know he he spits water all over the place and is a nightmare about it um and stuff like that there's like uh you know they're bigger than most of the monsters that were in the initial release uh like Lavinus is real big and he's like a T-Rex thingy, like lots of horns. Uh, I haven't met Zenogre yet, which is a bummer because I love Zenogre. Uh, but I don't know where he is. I want to fight Zenogre. Give me Zenogre, Monster Hunter. I'm definitely like very, uh, I was watching some, some, uh, someone I was watching Pat Gill, uh, archive stream of him playing Iceborne last night and it, I'm very excited to I'm trying to finish the last couple of quests in Dauntless so mm-hmm. that then I'm just in collection mode on that game um, yeah. and uh, then once I do that I'm gonna I have Monster Hunter reinstalled uh, so mm-hmm. whenever I hit that then uh, I'm gonna jump back into Monster Hunter because it's definitely like um, I love Dauntless but it's not at the same technical level and so um, 
Yeah. I want to, I'm excited to play some monster hunter too, man. I, I got back into using the charge blade, uh, which is like the sword and shield, but then you can stick the sword in the shield and then it becomes a big ax. Yep. And you like charge it up with like elemental damage and stuff. And I forgot how fun that was. That was what I used for like most of uh, Monster Hunter World. But then I switched to like the spear and like longsword and hammer. But my, then I went back to the charge, the charge blade. And I was like, oh, my God. My partner bounced off of Monster Hunter World pretty hard. Um, it was like one of the first games we tried to play together after mm-hmm. we um, started seeing each other. And like she, she did not particularly take to it. But we've played a lot of Dauntless together and we were watching that stream last night and the charge blade came out and she was like, that's so cool looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. it's, it's a really cool uh, weapon. Yeah. And, you know, and that's one of the things is like, you know, if you pick like a weapon that you don't end up liking, like you can switch to a new weapon and it's all, you know, it's almost a new game. That's, uh, yeah. you know, yep. And there's sure. so many choices and like, you'd be like, oh man, I want to jump around and do flippy stuff. You got the insect glaive and. It's just real good. And like all the if you have Iceborne, all the new changes they made, you know, care. I don't I think you have to have Iceborne to have the new changes. I don't think it's just in a patch. Um, But then that you can use all that stuff before you get to the Iceborne stuff. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to push to beat to get through the base game stuff before Iceborne because of that, because it'll just be added stuff. I'm not going to wait either. But yeah, exactly. um, But but yeah, it's uh, it's real cool. uh, And you know, I'm I'm having a real good time with it. I just I wish like my Monster Hunter friends were playing it. Uh, yeah, because like you know, Monster Hunter is best enjoyed with other people, much like Borderlands. Uh, like you know, getting in groups and like you know, I can call in people, but like me and my friends call the monsters funny names and say silly stuff, and you can't do that with just random people. But uh, yeah, that's Monster Hunter Iceborne. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. Um, so, oh, we got one news story that I wanted to discuss, unless anyone else has anything they wish to bring up in regards to games. Hell no. Okay. Then, our one news story this week is very interesting and could have far-reaching implications, but probably not. We'll see. Uh, French court says Valve must allow Steam users to resell games. That's uh, kind of a big thing. Uh, there have been talks about, you know, DRM and, you know, oh, people don't want to go digital because you can't, you know, you don't own the game or you can't like resell it. And for some people, being able to resell games is the only way they can buy new games. Right. Mm-hmm. Are there uh, are there any online services that already allow you to do this? Because I can't think of any. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know, know of any. Of how this would there, look? I mean, so for a time um, before, I want to say it was Green Man. Before they were getting, there's a period of time where Green Man was getting you got games in their own launcher that you didn't mm-hmm. get Steam keys. Mm-hmm. And I th- I don't. It was a while ago, so you know. Mm-hmm. grain of salt but um i am positive that one of them did this i think it was green man um you you did have the ability to trade the key like basically trade the license back in where they would revoke it from your account and i imagine that they had worked out some kind of deal where they were selling licenses mm-hmm. and they got a finite number of them from the, the mm-hmm. from the publisher and then because they would go out of stock on games also like there mm-hmm. would be there was they a limit do. Yeah, right. Because they're getting a, lim- a f- number of keys, right? 
Um, and as far as I know, they're a legitimate site. I don't think they're yeah, they, like they, a, yeah, no, they're they're um, totally legitimate. I bought, I still shop there sometimes. Um, and uh, they had that that sort of like trade in method thing that you could do, mm. but um, that's that's it. And it was very like you would buy a new game and then you could get like eight dollars in credit towards another purchase by trading it back. It was not like even GameStop values of of, of trade, mm-hmm. which is yeah. kind of part of why like. I'm not like opposed to people being able to resell things and have more access to games by any means, but I have been, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. it just feels like it shouldn't. I don't know. I don't know that I agree with this ruling, I guess. Weirdly. So, I feel weird saying uh, that, but it, so the, the reasoning behind this ruling is that like, it goes against non-consumer or it goes against like some consumer protection laws, I guess in France. And if it and Valve is appealing, obviously, so this isn't going to like, you know, right, happen right. tomorrow or whatever. Um, I think this has been going on since 2015 was when this suit was filed. Uh, the original case started, I guess. So, you know, who knows when the, we'll see the outcome of the appeal. It just sets a weird precedent to me for like because iTunes is going to have to do this then. And um, any other digital anything that anybody that sells any kind of digital good is mm-hmm. going to have to do that. And then how does that intersect with something like Spotify, where you're paying a subscription to stream the things? Right, like, that well, was you the first thing that I thought. It was like I know that not a lot of people are like buying MP3s now. Um, actually, I just did because of a J-pop thing. But uh, would would this apply to stuff like iTunes or buying like a digital MP3 or something like that? And it feels to me like ultimately the safer answer for these companies is to just not sell things in France. <laughs> well, <laughs> like it sounds like too according, big of a, according to this, it could reach across the European Union. Yeah. I mean, uh, so um, this is a Kotaku uh, story. So, you know, now I will say if the way that it comes out is, you know, Valve can't ban you for selling your account to somebody else. Sure. That's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that being a rule. But like if they're saying that Valve has to develop a system for you to be able to tr- to transfer your license of a game to another Steam account, that f- just I don't know. I don't know if I like again, Valve's a huge company. They may have tons of money. I'm not saying that I'm like pro corporation over consumer rights necessarily, but that just seems odd to me as a as a yeah, I don't know. OK, so here are some things from the story. Uh Let's see. The recent ruling states that the company will instead. Uh, so another thing that was in it was uh, Steam wallets. And if someone stops using the service, uh, now Valve has to reimburse people for their Steam, like the Steam wallet balance if they are no longer going to use the service. Uh, I don't know how they verify that. Um, but yeah, so if you're no longer going to use Steam for whatever reason, or if like someone dies, I guess you could like if your partner dies, maybe you totally. can get their yep that's balance um, refunded. Yeah, and that, that is that is good. That more that yes. should be a thing across the board for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, we can only refund you stuff into your like you know Steam wallet or your you know whatever like account balance is like garbage. Just put it back in the bank account, yeah. people. Um, but there, if Valve refuses to change its rules yeah. and post the court's decision to Steam within a month, it will have to pay a fine of up to 3,000 euros per day for up to six months. Hmm. Hmm. They, they can afford it. 
but um, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. If, if that's okay. So if that's the fine, would it be maybe even more expensive to develop a platform where you can right. sell games? So I feel like they would just be paying the fine. And if it's up to six months of fining, then yeah. like, yeah, uh, it's I and I don't know, like they're appealing, so I'm not sure how this is. Yeah, it's all. Let's see. Yeah, it's it, all big and weird, but like 2014 Australian court ruling led to Steam's current refund uh, policy. So, sure. the, you know, this stuff is made, led to changes in the past. Uh, I also think like it's very hard in a capitalist society to account for this stuff, but I don't I, I don't think that should stop it. I think that um, the refunds should just be based on hours played. Like, I don't know that I think that like and maybe like a long time limit of like a year or something of like since you bought it. I don't know mm-hmm. that I like the whole like, well, you bought it three days ago, so now we can't refund you, even though you played it for five mm-hmm. minutes and it didn't work on your machine. That yeah. that I think should change for sure. Um, the it, it's still better than like you know going and buying a physical game at Best Buy and being like eh, I don't like it. No, it is totally and, yeah. That's yeah. where it gets so, weird. Yeah, it is, it is better than some situations, but also DRM and like digital rights management stuff is just like horrible across the board. For totally. Like, for you know redistribution but and it starts to yeah. make me wonder about things like I mean this is a, a ways away from this conversation, but like. Does this mean if we're going to like if the conversation on reselling digital goods is going to become a talking point, um, when is it that? Well, you know, right to repair says if your game is full of bugs and you sold me a a technically non-working product, doesn't that mean that I should be able to get under the hood and fix those bugs myself and you have to make the source code available to me? Like that's a ways away on this conversation, but you start to see how like. How are we going to keep treating digital products? Are we eventually going to make it so that like everything has to be open source, which, hey, and like fully tradable and refundable and stuff. Is that a bad thing? Maybe not. But it certainly means that like Valve would probably just be like, Mm -hmm. you know what? We're not going to operate in these markets. Um, Yeah. Which I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some. um, Indie developers saying like, oh, boy, this is like not stoked about this ruling right because you know if you know someone plays their game finishes it and then resells it you know is that going to get like does the developer get a cut of that resale right you know is it like okay i I resold it for 20 but i have to give you know three bucks to the developer and two bucks to steam and then i'm left with 15 15 or whatever it is uh you know who knows i don't know i think if they move into actually using real money it's going to be a big issue because um i remember five or six years ago um and even more recently of course but um key resellers were a really big thing in dota and counter-strike which was basically you had items in your inventory that you were selling but because you could not sell them legally for actual money what you did is you mm-hmm. traded a certain amount of keys and cause keys are each worth like a dollar 50 or something. They had a real, like it was like a, it was like a stock market almost yeah. like they had yeah, it was a, headphones for team fortress. Yeah. Yeah. Those, those yeah. exclusive headphone. Yeah, exactly. Skin and then they got, team fortress. Then they got yes. duped and yeah. the economy was ruined. Yeah. 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 And, but yeah, people were like, they found a way to like sell those keys, like to get gift cards and then sell those gift cards for money. And valve mm-hmm. was always like, Oh, we could do real money. But as soon as we do that, like, 
because we operate in so many different markets and because we'd be handling actual currency, mm-hmm. we have to register as a bank. And they yep, did yeah. not want to do that. Yeah, that happened in EVE Online, too. That is why when um, so people talk about like when they talk about big EVE wars or battles, they'll say like, mm-hmm. you know, it was like 48 billion in ISK, which ISK is the EVE currency. Yep. Um, you can actually do a real money mm-hmm. calculation of ISK to dollars because you can purchase in-game playtime with ISK. Uh, and like, uh, um, CCP is always like, do not do that calculation, please. If everyone wants to keep being able to play with purchased in-game time, you cannot talk about this as a real money thing. Cause then we have to they, be a bank. Yeah. <laughs> they, well, they also, you can't cash out ISK into real money, right? Um, well, uh, so if there was a value I, assigned to it, I guess you then, could, you could trade it. Yes. I, I yeah. thought there was like a, a way that they specifically like. They didn't do something with the game, so they. But I don't so know. So exactly again, it's like it different markets. I've heard about. Yeah, because in some places, the fact that 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 CCP will not exchange your ISK for money is enough to say, well, you're good then. Yeah. But in some places, the fact that I could PayPal Alex four hundred dollars for his ISK wallet because yeah. it has a calculable monetary value means that they already should be registered as a bank, but they just haven't gotten right. caught yet. I, I. That seems weird because you'd say that about like any like any online game where you can trade things yeah Uh, i mean you could that's the thing that's the issue you could bring it all the way back to gold farmers and wow totally yeah Yeah. there are markets where that stuff needs to be kept kind of on the low for a lot of these games because if it's just that governments aren't really paying attention to in-game revenue um but they could definitely start trying to tax it and control its movement um yeah which i personally don't feel would be good for the health of online video games <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah so it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh with yeah. this valve steam thing uh because you know does that you know does it go oh well you can sell but it only goes in your steam wallet like selling stuff on the market or you know does it like okay you can sell it and it'll go into like a bank account or whatever who knows the solution that comes to mind immediately and i'm not an economist so it's Mm -hmm. this is probably a dumb solution but if they just made it so that every time you purchased a game there was an additional step of activating the game and tying it to your account as like a playable thing rather and then like prior to that it was just a gift in your account and then make it so that someone can pay you like you can trade the gift at all the time then that seems Mm -hmm. like it could satisfy that um, and then just say like, you know, the argument they can make to the French court is like, we can't stop you from PayPaling someone for a game that's in your inventory. Therefore you can resell it, but also we don't facilitate that. So therefore we're not a bank. Um, mm-hmm. that might be a, a route, but I don't, I don't know if that satisfies, you know, cause if you activate it, then you can't, you can't sell it. Cause you can already buy it as a gift and then end up activating it. That's true. Fact, yeah. Right. So they that kind of have that. It, it doesn't force it on you. So, yeah, uh, they they could probably just say, oh, yeah, no, see, it's it's done. It's good already if they wanted to. But they wouldn't have to appeal if that would be a solution. So, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. There are many people with uh, more vested interest and totally. Yeah. Higher understanding of the law than we have so especially a french law so uh we'll see we will see yeah um but that is going to do it for episode 88 of gaming fix uh on this september 21st 
2019. Uh, we would appreciate it if uh, you would leave a review on your podcast platform of choice, if it allows such a thing. And uh, get subscribed to our Twitter, at uh, Fix Podcasts, right? Um, I don't, and I don't, we would I appreciate... Think, I don't think the right is in there, but... At <laughs> Fix Podcasts. Right? On Twitter. No. No, we're not right. We're, we're nothing. Um, anyway, uh, we would love to hear directly from you uh, with some feedback about the show, what we can improve on, uh, or your questions, your comments, your hopes, your dreams. Uh, you can send those to gaming at fix.space. That's fix with a Y, F-Y-X. Uh, and tell us what you think of the show, how we can make it better for you. We want to make the uh, the nicest, best show possible for you. Uh, so, yeah, please do that. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. Great. Allison? You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. Uh, Erica? At Erica, A-I-R-E-H-C-U-H. And Alex. Playing with Al. Okay, great. Uh, Al Borland uh, in the house. Uh, please visit fix.space in the coming days, weeks, uh, to see our uh, see some reviews. Or if you follow our Twitter, you'll be able to see all those when they go up. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining us, everybody. Goodbye. Alex just stabbed. Bye. Bye. Excited to have you back, Erica. Yeah. I had a great time. Good. Yeah, it was very nice to have you back. Was that? Goodbye, everyone. I love you all. Bye.